Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello and welcome to the Gallant Few Rangers podcast. My name's Carl McDuff and as ever for our weekly catch-up, I'm joined by Scott Hodge. Hi Colin. Ian McCready. Afternoon. And looking, looking very slick, I miss our Craig McAdam fresh out of the barbers. First one in four months, it's looking good, isn't it? I just forgot how handsome you were, but there you go. <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, some some sad news to come to first and foremost with the announcement with the news that former Rangers player David Hagen passed away at the age of 47 after his battle with motor neuron disease. Uh, David Hagen would be remembered mainly as a Rangers player for his contributions in the 92-93 season that won the treble. It goes without saying, all, all of us um, are saying their best wishes and thoughts to his family and friends at this time and it's it's absolutely tragic. It's a horrible disease and to die so young as well. Uh, I think we can all agree guys it's yeah it is such a shame to see that happen to anybody. Uh, it's horrible illness with Rickson was only forty three and Hagen's forty seven so it's it shows it can hit anyone at any time really. Absolutely and it was nice to see uh, the the minute silence uh, Respect by the, the players and the staff yesterday at the Coventry game. So before we come to the Coventry game, we actually had a, a few games this week, if you include the bounce game uh, uh, against Dundee United. But we'll start with the 4-0 win over Motherwell. Uh, Rangers looked very convincing uh, on Wednesday night. It was a delayed kick-off, of course, due to the, the COVID testing. But goals from Ryan Kent, Yanis Hadji, and Joe Aribo got staying out up before Ricky Lamy put it in his own net, forced by Brandon Barker. So, Craig, I'll come to you first. Obviously, we know it was a training game, a friendly, friendly match, but it wasn't quite that training game feel. It did seem to have a bit of, bit of bite about it. What did you think about the matches itself? Yeah, it was a bit of a 
Yeah, mainly because Motherwell are dirty bastards, I think, for a few of the late challenges. But uh, it's probably actually a good thing because it gets you warmed up for the, the proper season coming rather than just a nice wee friendly, um, pretty much a non-contact game that you can sometimes get. So it did give it that wee competitive edge. But uh, overall, I was really impressed. thought they played well. Um, a few players are really starting to stand out. Mainly, Arriba, I would say, had you Kent stepping up as well. Uh, defensively, we've been looking solid because that's four games, four clean sheets. I'm sure Ian will have plenty to say about Goldson, but he's looked so assured at the back and mm-hmm. got his goal yesterday as well. So everything, I know it's a difficult pre-season really because it's unusual circumstances, but I think everything's more or less going as, as well as it can. Ian, my worry about having having so much optimism from the the matches in Leon. My worry was we were going to come back to see the Rangers of old against Motherwell and Coventry where they started to break down defences. Um, but that, that wasn't it. I, I think if you look at the front four of Haji, Kent, Aribo, Morelos, who will come to But if we even look at that three behind them, Kent, Haji and Aribo, they are they're looking right up for this. Yeah, so far the three of them have been absolutely flying and and we've spoke about it before, midfield goals. All three of them have been getting in the, the act over the last few games and let's just hope that continues. Like, certainly, Kent and Hadji seem to start further forward but Joe Rebo has been really, he's been in the box an awful lot more than he, he used to be so hopefully that continues and the, the, the wee one-twos and giving goes between a lot of them, that's been... I think that's been part of the key to, to being able to break down these stubborn defences. Just quick, just move it quick, and, and, and defenders can't deal with it. And particularly Haji and Aribo, they've, they've got cracking vision. They can see a past 10 minutes before anybody else at times. Um, it's really, really clever, clever and quick football. And even the one twos for Joe Aribo's goals, um, I think it was two one twos for the Motherwell goal winter. Yeah, yeah. Scott. In terms of the formation, so I, I'm, I'm not a tactics guru. You know, I've, <laughs> you know, that only, only knew what a three-five-two was like a couple of years ago. Um, in terms of the formation in midfield, it looks as if Arebo is getting a bit more freedom to go a bit further forward. It's kind of like we've tailored Kamara and Jack just to well, almost simplify the role where they just need to show up in midfield uh, they're not really expected to go too far forward and that lets well, Aribo kind of right. look ahead definitely he's not playing as a number 10 I don't think but he's definitely been given a bit more freedom to don't focus on your defensive play really I think he's been saying I need you to get in the box I need you to play these one-twos um, so it's, it's really promising to see he's just he's looking I think it's we, need to, we should be building the team around him and playing players that compliment, sort of compliment him, I think, because he's such a good talent. And I actually think that we're going to be lucky to hold on to him in the next, for this, if he has a good season, I think there'll be a lot of people looking for his, his signature. Yeah. Sticking with you, Scott, I know we've we've spoken before about Borna Barisic or Borna Barra Assist, or Barra Assist, but I'm dumped. That was shite. Apologise. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I thought I thought Borna was terrific on on Wednesday night. Uh, his his deliveries for 
other goals and time and time again it was just pinpoint pinpoint delivery. I think will we struggle to keep a hold of him between now and the transfer window opening? Uh, well there was there was interest for him, wasn't there? Uh, was it Roma that was linked with him? No. So I think especially because left back's quite a a hard position, isn't it? Like you always I, I know especially you know, maybe it's a bit more accessible now, but left back's quite tough to get somebody with real quality in. But his his passing and crossing is just absolute second to none. And you look at the money it's getting punted about. Like people are linking, getting linked with that Chilwell from Leicester, that's sixty seventy million that's getting branded about. I mean, am I being delirious here, or is <laughs> what does he offer that Barisic wouldn't offer? And I think he gives you a better. Better final ball as well. Aye. I, I don't know if I'm looking through blue tinted specs here, but I honestly, I know it's a, maybe a step up the English Premier League, but he's the Croatian left back at the end of the day, so can't be a bad player. Exactly. You need to, obviously, you need some context when they're playing against the likes of Motherwell and that, but you look at his performances in Europe and on international level, uh, I think we might fall victim of. Your season is starting two months before everybody else's. The bigger leagues won't be doing their business until late September, uh, mid late September. Uh, I think Rangers might fall victim of. Barisic will have an opportunity to show how well he's doing, show how good he is. Teams will see him get a good two months under his belt, and we might sort of keep a hold of him. Uh, but I suppose we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. That's what I hope won't happen. Um, it's, I understand what we're trying to do, bring in scout players, get them in fairly cheap, get a good season or two out of them, and then sell them on a profit. So I've not got a problem with that. I think that's something we should be doing more of. But we have to, if we're doing that, we need to get it done early. We could, if, it, if we're waiting until we, the season's kicked off and it's late in the window and then we're not getting the replacements that we need. So if that's going to happen, then fair enough. But hopefully it happens pretty soon rather than later in the window yeah I'd like to think as well we, if we were accepting a bid it's until we get a replacement so it's you know pulled it off a couple of weeks and this is what the, the, the t- behind the scenes we should be doing for the Morelos obviously we're going to come to him but you know we should be it's not a surprise that people are putting a bid in for Morelos it shouldn't be a surprise if somebody comes in for Joribo or Barisic we need to be thinking of plan B's just in case, testing the yeah. testing the market, I think. So let's just address the elephant in the room. <laughs> um, so Ian, come to you for this because we were already talking about before uh, going off injured, and that's left us a bit light up top. But today, just before we started recording, uh, it's been all over Twitter, Sky Sports that um, Alfredo Morelos has agreed personal terms with Leo, and they're just waiting to agree a fee with Rangers. What's what's your thoughts on that? Was it is it inevit- inevitable that it was always going to happen? I think I think it was. Like it's been every time the window opens, he's he's always like we move away, isn't he? And and because the seasons are kind of offset as well, we're obviously just about to start, and everybody else is just finishing or like just about to start pre-season again. So you see why Leela try to get him in. Now, because they're they're just at the start of their preseason, aren't they? 
So I think it was always going to happen. Right. Everybody, give give me a figure. What should we be accepting or demanding? Leo, Leo are just about to sell the main striker. I think it's to Napoli for seventy million euros or something like that. So take last million then. Uh, Morelos would be better then. <laughs> <laughs> but, and then you look last season, they sold uh, was it Pepe to Arsenal for seventy odd million as well, and I think there's another couple of players that have sold for. Around about sort of twenty million, thirty million. So obviously a club with a fair bit of money. Um, but I'd be looking for minimum twenty million plus sell-ons and additional add-ons, that sort of thing. Um, if we get twenty million for them, fair enough. I think when you, when you look at they are selling a guy for seventy million and they're bringing in a replacement, they obviously think this replacement is is up to the job. So if they're spe- they're, they're they're thinking their guy's worth seventy million. Well, are you telling me Alfredo Morelos is only a quarter of the player that the guy that you're selling that you're trying to replace him with? So I'd be looking for thirty-five million if they're saying the guy that they're replaced, they're using Morelos to replace, is worth seventy. You tell me he's, he's not half the player that the guy you're selling is. Nah, but that's that's to do with the league, really, isn't it? There'll be a a cap before if Morelos went to Leo, I don't imagine he'd be there for long. Um, they'll be. They're definitely not a bigger club than us, but they're in a bigger league and probably a richer club. So they'd buy him from us, he'll get another year or two, and then you'll find him move on. Maybe he will move for that sort of figure, but I, I don't think we would ever see that sort of money. Not anytime soon anyway in Scotland. I was going to ask that. Do you not think he could have went to a bigger club? Because, I, I, I mean, I can't say I know anything about the French league, to be honest, but in terms of, I thought he'd be suited to maybe Spain obviously because of the language or, or England I was quite surprised it was Leo I mean are they even in the Europa League or Champions League I find that uh, sorry on you go Craig uh, I think they're in the Champions League last season and uh, I think they finished fourth this, in the league this year which is Europa League for them I think it's only top three in France at the Champions League um, but with so that Leo are kind of punching above the weight I think with that they they I can't remember the boy he just sold. What's his name again? Yeah, for seventy million. The striker. I can't remember what the name is. So the likes of him and Pepe, they've kind of they've built themselves over the last few years as a selling club, and they're, they're kind of happy with like the Ajax mode. If you like bring players in cheap or develop players at a young age and selling them on quite high, so they have been punching them above their weight. They're probably a a mid to higher end table who have been doing better the last couple of years so I think that's ideal for Morelos because he's got to go and play every every game there at a decent level see if he went to it was, I think there was talk last year that Dortmund were maybe looking at him if he went to Dortmund he's not going to go and play every week and he'll be looking at the Copa America and he wants to get in the Colombian squad so I think that for the next move for him this is great establish himself in in a in a better in a better league in a more competitive league, he'll get the chance to potentially play Champions League, and then he can get the chance to break on the the Colombian team. So I think that's that's fair to us, and he's got to make a few bob in the meantime. And in terms of how it leaves us, then so fucked. <laughs> <laughs> get your boots on. So, just what uh, Ian mentioned about the selling fee, I think Rangers need to be, you know, an almost even adding five million pound extra on the fee for the cheeky, like the name Dennis six days before the 
the league starts. I think Rangers need to be strong and take that into consideration. We need at least two strikers for me. Um, and I'm, I'm sorry, I'm going to veto that. MD saying the likes of Canberra, Cosgrove or Dykes, that they can be one of the two? Absolutely not. Is that if Morello, assuming Morello's leaves? We, we so. need to assume that he goes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right, okay. uh, the sort of strikers I'd be looking for, like names that have been mentioned, uh, like Kamar Roof, um, Vidra at Burnley, Andre Gray has been mentioned. I think that's the sort of calibre we need to be, be looking at. But the good thing is, all, all our signings so far have just appeared. We've not had speculation, we've not heard anything from this, so you would hope if we sell Morales the next day or two we've got an announcement to make because the, there's not any leaks and not giving out any information, so hopefully the work's all been done and we're, we're ready for whatever happens. Would you, Craig, would you rather like a Morelos-like signing, bringing in a 21-year-old, not really made a mark in Europe, or would you rather somebody with a bit of proven, proven goal-scoring experience and that sort of calibre of player? Uh, so I think the ones that I mentioned there, so uh, Ruth, Vidra, Andre Gray, they're all they're all still in their twenties, aren't they? They're youngish guys, but they're, they've got that wee bit more experience because they're sort of mid to late twenties. So I, I think that's the sort of signings we should be looking for, and I'd imagine getting two of them in. Um, one of them would be the main choice. You'd maybe see one of them playing off either side, um, so it gives us options. Because I do think looking at the bench yesterday for the Coventry game, I was thinking. There is okay options there, but there's not any real quality. So hopefully, if we get two good strikers in, and I'd also like to see like a, a sort of right version, right sided version, of, a rebuild come in as well. I think that would make a big, big impact. Just touching on the, on this, who we're looking at, Craig, you made a point. You know, I'll come to you because we need to give we need to give the club massive credit here. I think it's inevitable that Morelos will go within the next couple of days, but I'm not worried at all that we won't have uh, replacements in before the end of the week. That's uh, I find the recruitment team have been have been working wonders um, in the last couple of years. What do you think? Yeah, I, particularly this season when just like the other day that just appeared to nowhere as well. And like, have, apart from the Haji signing, which was obviously. Like prearranged, none of the signings we've even like. So obviously we've heard them at Glockland before for his time at Hearts, but none of us knew who Calvin Bassey was, and none of us, I'd assume, know who this new defender is either. So, but I, I think we are doing like there's very few that have really let us, that have been big letdowns. I think in terms of signings um, so far with the with the new recruitment since certainly since. Um, Ross Wilson came in. Uh, it was a very slick operation, and I think that they've 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 got targets ready to to pounce on once the Morales deal goes through. Uh, I think as well. I think Gerard said it. If you want to buy one of our players, don't leave it till last minute because it will be rejected. Mm-hmm. So, do you think this is the best time? to sell them or you know what I mean so we've got time to do it so I know it's a bad situation obviously seeing one of your best players go but it's probably better it's now rather than you know t- three days before the window and you're yeah, so it's exactly what we were talking about with Barisic we know it, like for Morelos we know it's going to happen but get it done get it done earlier so we've got a chance to kind of repair ourselves and settle whoever we, we bring in into the team yeah 
So just on the the transfer business we've done this week, um, Scott, do you know how he pronounce his name? Not a fucking clue. No. <laughs> I'm going for away on Balogun, Craig. Is that right? Yeah, sounds right to me. Yeah. <laughs> so we have signed on a free transfer, 32-year-old Nigerian international Leon Balogun. He was on loan to Wigan from Brighton and Hove Albion. Um, 32 years old, 32 caps for Nigeria. I'm not, I'm not too clued up on on him. I'll be honest. For what I've seen, he had a very decent performance at the World Cup uh, for Nigeria a couple of years ago. That got him to that got him to Brighton, and it just didn't work out. Like there's no shame in not being able to cope in the Premier League. It's, it's a no bad level to be fair. Um, but by all accounts, it looks as if he's done quite well in Wigan. All the reports say he's in the mode of Magic Baguera. Uh, he likes to go a wee mazy run. I'm going to... Craig, I'll come to you for this. Um, I'm probably a bit, bit old-fashioned and a bit reluctant to accept that defenders should be doing that. I hated when Baguera used to do that. My heart was in my mouth every time he went a wonder. But what do you, you make of the signing in general, Craig? Uh, seems quite a safe signing I would say uh, we talked about it last week and I said I was changing my mind every day if we should sign a centre back or not so it's maybe a bit more head over heart um, it's a sensible thing to do you'd obviously like to see like, Lewis Mayo get the chance um, but it's a big season and we, I suppose really when you think about it we need to get somebody else in especially with a Katic injury um, it seems like a safe signing uh, I was listening to his interview on Rangers TV he says he's played in the Bundesliga for over 10 years um, I think he's got 32 caps from Nigeria, played three games at the World Cup, so he's obviously a decent standard. You wouldn't have done all that if you, you weren't a good player. But the thing I like about it as well, it's a one-year deal with an option for a second deal, uh, second year. So that means we can see what's happening with Katic um, or for selling somebody next year, or even if it just doesn't work out with him, we don't need to keep him on. So again, that's probably another good bit of, bit of business from Ross Wilson, I'd say. I thought the the one year deal was really interesting. That says to me that they've got high hopes for either Cartage and or Edmondson. Uh, it, I, I don't think you only sign a defender on a one year deal if you if you're not confident you'll have a you'll have somebody ready to grow into grow into his shoes uh, by by the time the season's done. Ian, come to you. Because you're, you know, you run the Connor Golson fan club. So Connor, I thought Connor Golson looked really, really, looked really, really sharp the last couple of games. He got his goal against Coventry, probably the first time he's ever headed a shot on target. So fair play to him. <laughs> it was really good to see Philip Hollander uh, come back for. I think it was uh, the last thirty minutes he's got. So. Do you think this signing should be going in to challenge your first choice, or what? What's your thoughts in the centre half? Then still hate Golson. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at fifty to eighty percent less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just sixty bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. 
Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think he should be in there challenging if, if he's as good as some of the reports. We're saying, like, he was, one I read was saying he was the best defender on the championship. Um, so, yeah, he should be in there challenging, and I don't see why not. Um, every player should be getting pushed. Um, so that they're performing to their best, and you know if Goldson does keep up his form, I'll I'll happily admit that I was wrong, and because what it means is he's playing well, and that's what we need. If Barker does it as well, he's he's in the team on merit. He's not going to just be in the team. Um, so if the, if they do prove me wrong, I'll be more than happy to say so. But I still don't like Goldson. He's still weak. <laughs> I think the signing as well takes a good bit of pressure off Edmondson because he's only 21 or something like that. Um, so if Hollander's got injury issues and we can't rely on him, it's putting a lot of pressure on Edmondson. If he has a bad game, we'll need to play him again in the next game and he might make another snake and it could snowball from there. Whereas bringing in this new signing, we can afford to take him out a game if it's not working. But I'd be surprised if it's not Edmondson starting against Aberdeen next week. Although I think there's a I try to arrange a friendly on Tuesday to give Hollander a bit more game time. Um, so he might come in, but I'd be surprised if it's not Goldson and Edmondson starting next week. I actually think Edmondson's been the most impressive of the defenders or yeah, the centre-backs yeah. um, over the pre-season. So I'd, I wouldn't have any problem with if Edmondson was to end up being the first-choice centre-back. As long as he keeps up playing the way he has, um, I'd, I'd be quite happy for him to stay in the team. A lot of competition for places, isn't it? It's, it should be Edmondson and Goldson's jersey just now. And, you know, that's they're setting the standard. And they keep pushing them for a, a start because they've done nothing wrong. They've kept four clean sheets. You no. know what I mean? It's, they, they deserve to start against Aberdeen, is my personal opinion. If Hollander's a better defender than Edmondson, shouldn't, he's there in merit. And until he makes a mistake, he should keep his place, in my opinion. What I like about this signing and for what I've seen with, with George Edmondson as well, we've got four very different centre-halves. Uh, judging by the three we've got and just assuming that all the reports with uh, Balogun, sorry I had to check my notes there, <laughs> forgot his name. Judging that, assuming that all the reports with Balogun are correct, that's four very different centre-halves. You know, Hellander's a kind of old, old style just defend first, knock the ball away. It's in a half. Golson's a bit more rounded. George Edmondson's really good at, uh, you know, bringing the ball out, passing the ball out from defence. And it looks like this new guy's just going to, got to maybe be set a half slash winger. So I think that'll be really, really useful for different games and coming up against different teams within the league and Europe. Do you think this could put three at the back back on the table? No. Oh, I just don't see him changing the formation. How I have yearned for three at the back under Jeff. <laughs> how are we going to play two strikers? Fuck all. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have any. <laughs> just put Kent and Hadji. <laughs> uh, 
I'd I'd love to see if they've been given a chance because I just think we to have Barisic, what they're good at is getting forward, dribbling the ball out. I think three three at the back would allow them so much freedom. We've got the midfielders to take control of the midfield, uh, but I don't see Gerard changing now, not at all. Scott, come to you um, for Brandon Barker. I mean, <laughs> cliche yeah. earlier, but he's like a new signing in himself. Thank God the Ballon d'Or's <laughs> cancelled this year because he'd have been right up there with <laughs> the best in the world. So, uh, I, I think he's looked really good. And as I, as I mentioned last week, let's um, put a pressure off, get a good couple of performances, and the fans will support him if he's playing like that. So, I don't I think he's never going to be. The first name in the team sheet, he's never going to displace Hadji or Kent, but you know, good luck to him and hope he, hope he keeps his standards up, to be honest. He was, he was looking very sharp and as we discussed, we're playing, was it Motherwell we're playing during the week, like they were sitting deep and you made the point, Ian, that it doesn't suit our style of play, but maybe he listened to the podcast and proved you wrong a wee bit there because uh, <laughs> he doesn't know how to take it by him and, and get his own goal, so yeah, fair play. Just shows how important confidence is in football, especially for a, a winger. Like you probably feel amazing once you get the ball and go run and glide past players, and it's working. But as soon as that's not working, you'll be scared to take a man on. And if you keep losing the ball, so it shows how important that is when he's had a couple of couple of decent games. So you're just hoping really kick on because we all had him written off, and now he seems to be moving up the pecking order. And the looks of it, he's ahead of Jordan Jones just now, anyway. So hopefully, he kicks on. See that in confidence. You see him after he set up the own goal, where he was having a shot as well. I know it was shite, and you know, it fucking went nearly hit fucking your seat, to be honest. But uh, <laughs> it's good that he's doing that. He's like he's had a bit of, you know, he's he knows he's set the goal up, and then he's trying to take a man on, have a shot away. So you know, what I mean, it, it, you're bang on in terms of confidence. And we spoke about it last week as well. We'll we'll see a different side to a lot of players without the the pressure. Uh, eyebrows because like let's put the cards on the table sometimes we can be the hardest crowd in the world you know like it's if well you know if the other teams ahead is coming out by the tunnel it's fuck's sake to have hurry up like you know we're just we're very quick to make our mind up and we're we, we can be very unforgiving so the likes of Barker who is maybe just need a confidence boost this is the time, time for him to get it just on the, the kind of rest of the, for want of a better word, the French players, we've seen the likes of Jordan Jones and Greg Doherty uh, play against Dundee United Wednesday afternoon in a closed-doors game. Uh, it was more of a bounce game. Dundee United did put, by the looks of it, a, a full-strength team out. And for Rangers, it was a mixture between your French players and your, your kind of... Wrong word there, sorry. Yeah, yeah, you've players. Don't know what happened there. Too much vino last night. So, where does this cake come to you? Uh, where does this leave the likes of Jordan Jones and Greg Doherty? Out the door would be my guess. I just can't see them um, making an impact. It's, it's a strange one because Gerard obviously did sign Jones so as his player, but I think once he's gotten to know him, there's just Whatever's going on behind the scenes, it's just not his sort of player. And he does seem to make his mind up about people. And once he's done that, it's 
think Barisic is probably the only one that's clawed his way back. Um, like if you think back to like Lafferty and um, a few others, say Gresda, a few others that as soon as he makes his mind up about them, that's the end of them. Um, Doherty, I feel sorry for because he is a decent player. Um, so obviously a Rangers fan, desperate to do well. All the reports you hear about him is he gives 100%. He's one of the fittest guys at the club, but ultimately I just don't think he's good enough to be a Rangers centre mid. So I, I would imagine both of them will be going if, out on loan, if not permanent. Ian, I, think, I still think we're top heavy on on your kind of French players, your, your guys there, you make up the bench. I think we do need to get some more out the door. And I'd... I'm not as worried about losing the numbers because you're seeing so many so many younger players feature and I know it's only pre-season friendlies uh, but we've seen Patterson, Mayo, Burjonis, McCrory, all these, even Glenn Middleton, all these guys are featured. Is this maybe a sign that, that they will be challenging, like you said, Jordan Jones and Greg Doherty for, for places and if these guys aren't good enough then they won't be there just because they're there? I think so. I, th- I think Barjonis has maybe moved ahead of Doherty in the in the pecking order. Like, I think I'd, I'd said he, he hadn't really stood out when he's gone out on loan, but I think he's done really well when he's came on. Uh, took his goal well um, against Nice, and yeah, I certainly think he's moved ahead of Greg Doherty. And I, I, I feel sorry for Greg Doherty as well. I think he's never ever got a run of games, and I think he could do a turn for us, but I. I like you say, we've got plenty of midfielders. I'd be happy to take you know, Lewis Jones and Doherty and, and you say Middleton's there. They cover. Because we know Middleton's got a bit about him because we've seen it in Europe. Like, he done it against Villarreal and he done it in, in Moscow. Um, so we know he's he's got a bit about him. It's whether he comes back in that player again when he does come back in. Um but yeah, I think they'll we'll probably need Greg Stewart's maybe another one that's on the kind of the fringes are but we might need to keep hold of him since we've got nobody else to play up front. So <laughs> it may be uh, starting on Saturday by the way, sir. I, I think I think he could start on Saturday. Not like I think he's maybe like we've we've been had a lot of that lot of one twos and giving goals in and around the box and I think he's maybe better at that than Defoe would be. So I think Greg Stewart would probably, if, if even if the four was fit, I'd maybe go with Greg Stewart because I think he's he's got that wee give and go. He can see that wee pass, and I think that that, that would be a better option. It's probably Scott probably is a good talking point right now because if Morelos goes the Mora, and we even if we bring two players in on Tuesday, it's probably unrealistic and unfair to ask them to start away at Aberdeen in the first game of the season so is that, not, is that what we need to be looking at? Like Sir Greg Stewart playing up front, I'm pretty sure Brandon Barker had a wee spell up front uh, yesterday against Coventry as well The thing, the thing I don't get is if, if the reports are true and he's going to Lille, why I know he brought him off for 60 minutes but why was he not trying dock it up front to like you know what I mean, try other options or is he going in Tuesday? Try Stuart up front. Need to look as well. An option maybe playing 
Do you know how, like, when we're down to 10 men, we pull out two strikers and they cover, like, the top of the park? Like, can we not incorporate that maybe into our system? Like, Kent and Hadji up top. I know it's maybe not not ideal, but for the time being, you could play them sort of as attacking players and then almost like a false nine, see, like Liverpool do, where, like, Firmino, he's not an out-and-out striker, but you could have, like... Maybe a rebo just like sort of floating about there as well. You know what I mean? So there's plenty of options. You know? Yeah, you could just. I think you could leave the formation as it is, and then just like I know Kenton had you start left and right just now, but they don't really they don't really play there. They just start there. Um, you could have Haribo take the left and push Kent on, and just have those three yeah. like rotate. So none of them are actually the centre forward. None of them, and just let them do whatever they like. The only thing that concerns me is we, we put so much emphasis on our fullbacks putting crosses into the box and we wouldn't have that threat with no having a striker up there. So, Well, Hadji, Hadji scored a header against Motherwell, so... I'm wrong then. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of the... It's the physical presence in Morelos, isn't it? Like, yeah. A lot of the Diddy centre-backs in Scotland wouldn't have a clue what to do if you played like that. If they didn't have a man just standing against them for them to, <laughs> to have a fight with and defend, they wouldn't have a clue where to be. <laughs> like Scott McKenna will be like, what the fuck am I here for? <laughs> so, Craig, obviously a lot a lot will be depending on what happens during the week with Morelos going and who we get in and if Hellander gets some more minutes on Tuesday. But how are you feeling for Aberdeen in general? Uh, you know, I'm also very excited to get the get the game back, get the football back, sorry. But to what I've seen, I'm, I'm pretty confident that we should be hitting the ground running regardless on Saturday. How, how's your thoughts on it? I'm looking forward to it, I can't wait. Um, it's probably quite, it's one of our toughest away games, so it might actually help us getting that out of the way early on, um, especially when there's no, no fans in the stadium, because it'll just change the atmosphere. I don't, I don't think Aberdeen have had much of a pre-season. Um, I don't think they've had any proper friendlies. I think it's more just sort of training games they've played. Um, apart from Johnny Hayes, I don't think they've signed anyone, so I don't think they'll quite be at their best. Um, but it's exciting to get the league back again, and I'm sure the new the new strips get delivered over the weekend as well. So get a wee bit of buzz about the place. Um, so I'm looking forward to it, and I think it should be a fairly comfortable one to get started. But aye, a lot will depend on the Morelis slash new strikers situation, depending on, on what happens. Um, so I think it'll be a, an interesting week coming up. That's quite interesting what's been happening with Aberdeen. Obviously, they announced. Uh, there's going really to be a pay cut across the board for anybody employed by the club earning more than 30 grand a year uh, just to try and recoup the losses or keep them going through the pandemic. They've not really signed them there apart from Johnny Hayes. Not much game time. Well, it's, we, I don't want Rangers to be going, going in complacent, but we we should be going in with the fire in the belly, get between the teeth, and I think we should be waiting for with them next Saturday. I think as well, in terms of midfield three, I think that's looking very settled just now, and he's played that quite consistently, hasn't he? With Jack, Kamara, and Aribo, and I think they're looking really settled together. So I think I think that position's not up for debate. I think the only positions we're really going to talk about, which has some conversation, is your centre backs and striker. To be honest, because everything else is looking quite settled. Mm. 
I think this is uh, probably a silly question, you know, come to you for it. But I've seen people on Twitter and Facebook and stuff suggest McLaughlin should be starting. For me, he's a very, he looks a very capable keeper, but she looks still McGregor in goals. Yeah, I'm getting more, like after the Motherwell game, like that save McLaughlin's made, I'm, I'm more and more confident that if McGregor goes, does go down, that we've got a, a, a very, very capable backup. But it's, it's definitely, it's McGregor's jersey until he messes up. And we also need to re- remember, you know, good old Andy Fuff is there. Uh, I, I, I loved seeing him come on. See, that way, when he was getting warmed up, you seen uh, on Wednesday, seen all the players around, like, ah, yes, Andy, just chuffed for him. And he was just happy to be there. Honestly, it was, it, it reminded me a lot of myself in my, when I played amateur football for New Orleans, you know, when we were 5 not when the team were 5 not up, I'd come on up front, you know, we'd eventually still won 5-4, I'd, I'd, I'd managed to, like, concede four goals up front, but everybody was just chuffed I'd, I'd get there, you know, paid my £3 and got a couple of minutes, so that was good for Andy Firth. Do you not think Andy Firth's got the best job in the world? I would love that. Yes, I mean, uh, Third-choice uh, goalie for Rangers would be perfect, just pals well the players, get a good view for the games. All you do is go in, train for a couple of hours, and then up the road, and he's probably in a half decent wage as well. So I'd take that job. <laughs> do you remember last season, like one of the halftime fucking entertainment things they do that at Ibrox, there was one of these like uh, oh the competition things, and he was in goals. Come and see who can score the most penalties, and it's usually like an under sixteen keeper they bring on, but they brought on Andy Fuff. <laughs> I bet you he makes plans for every fucking Saturday and and he doesn't expect to be doing it and then he's been called in. He would have been livid. So, he's always at the games though, isn't he? He's our biggest cheerleader. Uh-huh. He's the person that celebrates the goal the most. I've never I've never had such a I don't know, I've never had such a warm feeling to a player who's done so little. Like, he's so likeable, isn't he? <laughs> Good old Andy. So, leave, finishing the pod on a high note, that'll, um, that'll bring us to a close for this week. Uh, keep an eye on keep an eye on our feed this week. We have a interview with Derek Niven, the author of the pre- Pride of the Bears, the story of the men and women behind the Barcelona Bears. He'll be coming on the the podcast, being interviewed by Graham Curry. Have a quick look at the promo video. He's done a wee tour outside Ibrox. Uh, I don't know, I was actually quite jealous. I'm, I'm choking to get back here, so good on him. But that'll be coming coming on the pod this week. All that's left to do is thank my, my three chums, certainly Scott Hodge. Cheers, lads. Ian McCready. Thanks for having us. And last but not least, Craig McAdam. Speak to you later. Planning for your next trip? 
Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 